0: Where I help you fix your Catholic marriage I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages And now I want to help you Call 313 Radical now That's area code 313 Radical And ask me anything on tough marital issues Such as what to do when she's asked for a divorce What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation But you didn't want it What to do when your wife is cold and distant? What to do when your wife is having an affair? What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless? What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at you now. Hello, 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 and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you Fix your Catholic marriage. Every day, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. While also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, where well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce courts and where Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh divorced, combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping me understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 75th episode, Toxic Masculinity and Marriage, What No One is Telling You, plus live calls from you answering your marriage in crisis questions. Get your Catholic marriage questions answered now by calling 313-RADICAL. That's 313-723-4225 for some resolution to your marriage Confusion. Quote of the day, quote of the day. So y'all know how I love the quote of the day. This was real short today. So you got to pay attention and think quick on your feet. So let's do this. Quote, this is the very perfect perfection of a man to find out his own imperfections, St. Augustine. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, with some resolution to your marriage confusion. All right, all right, so let's get going. So this this is my segment that I call radical, the radical rant of the day. It's where I kind of go off a little bit, get real passionate and rock the house. And you know how it is sometimes, you know, there are things going on and you just gotta bring them out. Okay. So basically what we're trying to understand here is toxic masculinity. Now look, I've been over this a long time, a couple years ago, but it doesn't seem like this going away. I was hoping the people would get some sense. <laughs> But today, whoo, that's kind of a hard thing. So, but there is no secret that authentic masculinity, basically you acting out the true masculinity of Christ, has been and is under attack. Now, associated under the term toxic masculinity, which is a tactic to squash any man who dares to assert himself as true man. I started looking at the term toxic masculinity as a badge of honor. That's right. Me, Jerry Jacobs, Jr. Catholic, alpha radical. I look at toxic masculinity as a badge of honor. You know why? Because if they talking about it and saying anything that's got to do with masculinity is a problem, then guess what? That means that we should be trying to do our masculine and be as Christ and and more. Okay. So, there has been and still is a lot of talk on this subject but when we stop talking about it and start doing something about it and so today i'm going to give you some tools a tool is a great tool that i created that will help you deal with this with the attack on masculinity and us being like christ and christian soldiers you know when we again become a sparkle in the eyes of God a knight for our wives and heroes to our children because in the end man that's all that really 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 matters because I'm gonna say it again this is all that really really matters become a sparkle in the eyes of God which is what your relationship with our Lord Jesus Christ a knight for our wives her hero okay her 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 knight in shining armor. OK, and heroes to our children, men of respect, people that men that our children can look up to and say, I want I want to marry my daddy or I want to be a man like my father. This is what we're trying to accomplish here. OK, I ask you, when will the wusses depart and the warriors arrive? And I make no beef about it. <laughs> I call us the men in America. We the wusses of the West. We are. We won't die for nothing, fight for nothing. We won't. We forgot what it takes to be a man, what it means to give our life away for something greater than ourselves. Now, look, I know women have their problems, too. Heck, I can sit here and talk about that for the next 10 years. But we ain't talking about women. We're talking about men. And you know why we talk about men? Because if you change the man, you change the world. That's the truth. Women, Women follow true man. They follow Christ. They follow men who exert themselves as Christ, who try to be like Christ. That's who women follow in the end. I don't care what kind of wife you got, Hillary Clinton. I don't care. (laughs) It don't matter. It don't matter, dude. Men, you must understand that you are in more control of this whole thing than you think you are. When you have that 500-pound gorilla behind you called Jesus Christ, that is your grace. That is your power. That is where all your energy and power and masculinity and true man comes from but we forget that most of us weren't even taught that i know i wasn't most of the guys i talked to they wasn't a lot of guys i talked to are cradle catholics they were not taught it either orthodox christians they weren't taught it none of us really know and so that's what we try to do because if you don't know your mission as man dude how can you even do anything you can't do nothing you don't know you what to do day to day you're just going along getting along right So um, when we become holy lovers, which is defined as what? So what is a holy lover? Which is defined as you becoming the man God created you to be. And you as a husband becoming the husband that your wife needs. Okay? You don't give your wife what she wants. You give her what you know will make her happy. This is why you need a relationship with God. Because if you don't know, if you have a relationship with God, you cannot get your, give your wife what she needs to make her happy. See, this is what guys think. Well, I just go out and buy her some flowers. I give her anything she wants. I get her a car. We get a new house. We, uh, what, else, what else can I think of? We go on dates. You know, we have with our friends. I like her mother. I like her father. You know, we just do everything to bend over backwards because that's what we think our wives won't. Now, that's what we think they need. That's not what your wife needs. She doesn't. And until you understand what that really means, your wife will always be on the cusp of leaving you or being unfulfilled and unhappy as a woman. And the first way to give your wife what she needs is to get your butt in adoration and get on your knees and pray some rosaries with her, do some adorations for her, play some divine mercy chapters for her, go to daily mass for her go to Bible study for her, meditate on scripture for her. That's your first step. Okay. Now, how much longer must our Lord, our women and our children continue to sit and wait until we get together? Again, I am not. I understand women have their problems and we go into that a lot on this show. But this right here, this next series that I'm going into, how to become a holy lover, this is the essence of what being a man will do in your marriage and will help you to understand what it means to be the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Okay. And then guess what will happen? Your kids will come along. Your kids will come along. Your adult kids too. Doesn't matter. Okay. So please do me a favor and call me a toxic masculinity supporter. At least I know the evil one is attacking me, which means I'm gaining favor with our Lord. The concept of a holy lover, what is it? Why is it important? And why must you become one? After the break, we will get deeper into the mysterious concept. So what do you think so far? Huh? Call 313-RADICAL, get in the, get in the queue if you want to talk about something, you know, ask a question or make a comment on what I'm going to talk about. You know, otherwise, or you can um, email me at RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. That's RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. Because we are trying to get you and me to be the man that God created us to be. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit com for an opportunity to work with me. Personally for free. Yes, within thirty days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit Save dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit Save My Catholic dot com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, save my catholic That's okay okay we are back with the radical rant of the day the radical rant of the day is toxic masculinity toxic masculinity man up or shut up (laughs) i'm just playing y'all i'm just playing i'm just playing toxic masculinity what are we gonna do about it how can we survive in this world because the old way the old way of of being a man we could just come out and be aggressive with everybody and and instill and our will on the people they they today they they just don't they just don't get it they don't they don't even look at god as the authority most of them and um if they don't look at th- God as the authority, how are you going to assert your authority as a man? Because you have the authority given by God to lead your home. But the problem is women have too many outlets, fellas. They have too many outlets. You can't dictate to them. You can't make them do nothing. They're grown people and you can't make a per- grown person do anything they don't want to do. All my kids are over 18. It's come to the point in time. I don't try to control them. I don't try to make them do nothing. I don't try to make them, you know. Uh, I I try to let them guide them instead of, uh, you know. I try to guide them instead of being directive of what they have to do, because people these days, including my kids, you can't just tell people stuff. They get their feelings hurt. They don't want to talk to you. They 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 don't they won't say nothing to you, and they only tell you things wrong. They just stop coming around. Crazy stuff. Everybody's got a kid like that. They have lost them to the world, to the universities. You know uh to to whatever it is out there um to the world and if you are an orthodox catholic man or orthodox christian man that hurts that hurts because you know that you did almost everything you could to get your kid to do what they supposed to do but you know what one thing i've learned is they always come back they always come back they always come back you got to let them go out there and do what they're gonna do only thing you could do is be the um uh, be the prodigal father and just, you know, when they come back, just love them and, and welcome them back. Hold a feast for them. And, you know, y'all get to try to try to build your friendship and try to build your, your relationship as a father and son or a father and daughter or a mother and son and mother and daughter again. That's what you can do. Um, so you as a man, husband and father, though, must understand the art of disinformation today's society. We've got to open our eyes and start understanding disinformation. It's all around us. Everybody has an agenda. It doesn't care who they... I have an agenda, right? Even my agenda. My agenda is to help you to man up, to understand how to save your marriage, how to treat your wife, how to treat your children, how to make a good family, how to create a great marriage for God. So, and your wife, and your kids, and yourself. That's my agenda. But I don't I don't have my agenda. I don't put disinformation out there. I tell you what it is. I'm straight up with you. That's why people like me because I don't, you know, I don't mess around like that because I don't have time for that. I can can go lie and mess around anywhere I want, but I'm not going to do that with my program and my podcast because it's a waste of time. You can get that mushy, mushy, we are the world, uh, happy-go-lucky stuff anywhere. Mercy, 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 mercy. You can get that anywhere. You don't need me for that. But what you do need me for is to try to hopefully... Is to help you understand the, the tactics that it takes to be the tactics and the strategies it takes to be a man in this society today. You really got to understand it. You really can't just be a dude that runs around, letting your anger go all around the place um, or on the opposite end. You can't go around being a was. You can't go around being soft. Being a being a wuss in your home, just let everybody do whatever they want. The kids are unruly. The kids are disrespectful. Your wife is out doing all the kind of stuff she' gonna do. She ain't doing her job. She's at work fifteen hours a day. You know, you as a man, you have to come. You are charged to, and you, which means what? You're responsible for your house. Which means you're responsible for everything in it. God is not gonna hold you respond hold your wife responsible or your kids. You know what they are gonna do? He's going to hold you responsible. Why? Because he charged you in the Garden of Eden with Adam to, to, to take care of your home. And I'm sorry. It's so unfair. <laughs> it's so unfair. It's like most of y'all say right now, Jerry, I understand what you're saying, man. But brother, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that, man. I didn't. And hey, brother, I understand. When I first started to understand that and and I, and it was told to me i i, I didn't it wasn't I didn't agree with it or i didn't i didn't you know want to do it or kind of like that. It's like I didn't know it's like I was like okay for all these years I'm gonna run around with my head chopped off because i but I didn't know in my marriage I'm sitting here thinking well when my wife act right I'm gonna act right you know I can't act, you know how we are that kind of stuff when she when she makes love to me right I'll make love to her right <laughs> When she kisses me right now, I'll kiss her, right? You know how it is. When she makes more money, I'll make more money. You know, that kind of stuff that doesn't make logical sense um, when you when you really look at how things are supposed to be. And I was the same way, man. I was the same way. Like, and I said, damn, God, you really? This is really me for real? All me? Yep. You know why, Jerry? No, God, why? Because your wife has to nurture everybody. Your wife has to nurture the kids and raise the kids. She has to nurture you. And make sure you got it together. And you need support. You need loving support. You need loving. Um, you need her to support you and to help and to guide you and be your helpmate. The children need to be raised properly because you got to go to work and make all the money. You got to, you know, make sure the bills are taken care of and the food's brought home. And and you know, your wife she don't have time to do all that. Your wife she's got one kid, two kids, five kids, ten kids, fifteen children that she has got to get under control for you and for God. She don't have time to be working 8, 10, 12 hours a day when all these kids at the house, even one child's at the house, because it's hard. So this is, why, this is why we're like, this is why God set it up like that. So once I learned that, I was like, okay, that makes logical sense, because remember, the faith, the faith, the Catholic faith, I cannot say it enough, is a faith of intellect, it is not a faith of emotions, it's not, the Christian faith, Catholics, Orthodox Christians, this is not a faith of emotions, it is a faith of your intellect, okay, if it was a faith of emotions, that's why the churches are empty, because everybody gets up there, and most people get up there and preach about Mercy, 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 and let's have a good time and go get all the money you can. You deserve this money and you deserve this and that and all that. So everybody gets all hyped up with all the great music and everybody's hooping and hollering around and stuff. But guess what? Emotions, that's hard to maintain. You, you can't do that week in, week out. That's why people church hop, even the Catholic church, people church hop. Well, I don't like this pastor, so I'm going to go over here. I don't like this priest, so I'm going to go over there. I don't like this pastor, so I'm going to go over there. And you look up, you got 40,000 denominations of people, of, of Christians, and God didn't set it up like that. So, 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 you as a man, a husband, and a father must understand the art of disinformation in today's world. It's been around for many decades or most likely longer. It's just when I got taught, I was in the Air Force in the 80s, and communism was still a big thing. And we didn't play, the United States didn't play that stuff in the 80s. Um, The Catholic Church by then had started and then the uh, sexual revolution, the Catholic Church, all of that, all the uh, immorality that's that's kind of started to happen and stuff. And the Catholic Church started being attacked. Um, The sexual revolution outside the church was starting, was really was really in full swing in the 80s, the 70s and 80s. And so, you know, communism was still a big deal in the military and in the government as far as the CIA, FBI. The, the, uh, all those kind of, um you know, the, the those. But even now, today, disinformation, so we're going to go into kind of what disinformation kind of is, right? Basically, rumors are started, false information is inserted into the society, and the tactic of accusing someone of something that I am already doing to turn the focus away from myself. So that's kind of what disinformation is. Like they fly over Vietnam, and then they throw all these flyers out, over Vietnam and try to, you know, try to, you know, tell everybody how great the war is going and tell everybody how great, the, uh, you know, how we're really whooping the Vietnamese's butt and stuff, but that wasn't really happening. As we all know today, the, the Vietnam war, we kind of was getting our butt whooped, <laughs> you know, cause it was a new form of war. It wasn't like the British and the and the Russians and all of that. You know how people would, you know, especially the British used to fight stupid. I don't understand. They would stand up in these rows and point the guns and then shoot. And then they'd stand there because they only had one shot rifles. And then the other, the other people, the Indians and or whoever would, would shoot their bow and arrows, or the other, uh, the other, the the other people would shoot the other men, the other army. It wasn't the Indians; would shoot their one pellet rifles, and then we start all over again. And then when everybody ran out of bullets, then they'd go attack each other with swords and stuff. Just crazy stuff, crazy stuff. Well, guess what? The Vietnamese, the Vietnamese didn't play that. They didn't play that, did they? No, man, I'm gonna hide behind this tree over here and I'm gonna build a hole in the ground. <laughs> I'm gonna put a trap in the tree. Uh I'm gonna put a rope across the bottom of the, of the of the ground. So when you trap over it, you're gonna be in the air, you're gonna be in the in the ground. Uh, I'm gonna put a snake around you, attack you, uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna, it's the, in the dark, I'm gonna come attack you while you sleep in the dark. <laughs> you know, they is they hey the Vietnamese were not playing with us, and so Americans. And if our fighting forces didn't really understand how to deal with that kind of you know, deal with that kind of um of that kind of armory, that kind of battle, you know, because we're used to look, we got battalions soldiers, they got battalions of soldiers, and we run and hide and stuff and we do, but it was nothing in World War II, you know, in Korean War, we ran and hide and stuff and had our tanks and stuff like that, but it was not, it was not like we're gonna like have up in this tree on your butt and <laughs> wait for you to come and then we just gonna attack you while you sleep and all that kind of stuff. But now America, we got these, these sweet, ad, uh, these sweet um, the Navy SEALs and stuff. You can send one Navy SEAL into an encampment and he only, he had been take, take, he'd take the whole camp out by the time morning time come. That's why they the bomb. But see, that's what the think about Americans, man. Our country is great because we adapt. You know, we adapt to things. But now it's come to the point that we have gotten solved. Uh, and it's sad to say. It's sad to say the men in the Catholic faith have gotten soft. Uh, the men in the, um, you know, the men in our country have gotten soft. we just too pleasurable. We just, we just pleasure, 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 and we've forgotten how to give our life away and to do what it takes. So that is why what's going on today. So basically, this information is basically... They start rumors that are not true to get people to start doing stuff like TikTok right now. I don't understand. I understand TikTok is owned by China, and it's to me, it's like it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't understand. Well, I, I do understand, but what I'm saying is they're putting out disinformation about them right now. It's the same thing. It's like when when the powers that be want to get rid of you, they put out disinformation, which means they start a rumor or they make false accusations or they do things that they're already doing and they put it out there and say you're doing it. And so that's that's really how it works. These are very these things are very very effective. These tactics are very very effective. The Russians are like the Russians communism is like they are like the ultimate <laughs> in this kind of warfare. Um but Americans were better. We were better. I don't know now. I really don't know. We've kind of been given over. We've kind of you know, lost our way as men. We really have. Um, so, like I said, um, they put out disinformation to divert our attention to the real agenda. That's another thing. Why would they put out disinformation is divert us from the real attention, the, the, the real agenda. So they get you looking over here and then they're really doing something over here. You know, that happens a lot at the presidency and stuff. You know, they get you looking like with uh with the president that they that they say they said was um was what a traitor. So obviously that was just a, a disinformation because of all the stuff that's going back over here to get you focused on us as American people focused on that. And they also know too that the American people, you could tell us something today, and we'll forget it tomorrow. Like, that's why they know, they know we are so distracted with our phones, with our video games, with our golf, with our fishing, with our, with our attachment to pleasure, that we are so distracted that they know that they can do anything to us and we really don't pay attention for a minute. That's why they don't really like when people start telling the truth. Um, and so me, my focus is on marriage. So I don't get messed with that much. But a lot of people do. You know they get they get kicked off of, of, of YouTube. They get kicked off of Facebook. They get kicked off of um, off of Twitter and all these Instagram all that stuff, LinkedIn stuff. They get kicked off. Um, but that's because they you know they're they're speaking the truth a lot of times and people these days can't take the truth because the truth is painful. The truth makes us wake up. Right. That's where the, the deeper you go into the into your faith, the deeper you go into the faith. The closer you get to God, the more your eyes get awakened and get opened, and you st- and God lets you, allows you to see the world for really, really is, and you see that this is very painful, and it's painful. That's why prayer is so important. Um. So, or say something like one of the other things that they that that to, as an example of other than the president being like as a traitor, um, someone or that someone is a conspiracy theorist when in fact they're telling the truth. So that person is a conspiracy. They say that somebody's a conspiracy theorist. The media says it. CNN, CBS, ABC, UPN. Not UPN. What is it? Public Radio. I forgot what they're called. But anyway, all the your normal media channels that are bought and paid for, basically, um, they they what they will do is they will say that a person is a conspiracy theorist because that's what they're told to do. And so then the person that might, a lot of times that conspiracy theorist person is telling the truth, but we can't, they don't want us to know that because that person has too many followers or they might have, you know, like a dude like, uh, what's his name? Alex Jones. Liberals do not like Alex Jones. The government does not like Alex Jones. They don't. You know why? Because he's got millions and millions and millions of followers. He's probably got more followers than CNN and all the all their little channels combined and he's very influential, so what do they do? They shut him down. They shut him down so that he can, but see, he's very smart. He'll just, he just has his own website, and everybody just goes there now. Um, and so that's another thing. Uh, another thing that, that, that is disinformation, too, is get more on the faith, more on marriage, right? Um, or something like there's no such thing as heaven, hell, demons, or angels. When Christ mentions these things several times in sacred scripture, it kills me when people say, oh, Jerry, there ain't no demons for real. There's no supernatural world or there's no hell and stuff like that. So then you're not a Christian. <laughs> so I'm concerned. Anybody that says that kind of crazy stuff, they're not a script. They're not a Christian. Why? Because Christ says that a whole lot of times about hell and demons and stuff and all of that stuff in, in, in Scripture. So either it's Christ's line. That's all I got to say on that. Is Christ lying. <laughs> That's how I look at it. I don't play those games. You know, if people get up in front in the pulpit, I don't care if they're Catholic or if they're Protestant, I don't care. But they, you know, if they're not talking, they're, they're, they're just, they're disconcerting just miracles and saying Christ didn't give miracles, that there's no hell or there's no demons and angels and things like that. No guardian angels. Then guess Christ is a liar. God's a liar. And then none of this means nothing. That's what guys, people got to understand in the Catholic faith. If You don't believe everything that God teaches, everything there's no thing as a cafeteria Christian or a cafeteria Catholic. Either you believe every single thing that the church teaches, that the scripture teaches, or you'll fall for anything. You're not really a Christian. You're really not. You're not. It's not it, you gotta be obedient. That's the love, that's the true love of Christ, that we are obedient to everything. And so you, you look at it like this. Either you believe every single thing that the church teaches about our Lord Jesus Christ, the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, every single thing, or Christ is a lie, and he's not God, and this all means nothing. That's how you got to look at it if you're a cafeteria Catholic man. Start thinking about that. Some people say, I believe in abortion, but I don't believe in same-sex attraction. I believe in uh. Still some, still something, but I'm okay with rape. Uh, some people say I don't believe. You know, I believe in sleeping with my girlfriend and living with her, but I don't believe that. You know, I should be, I should be, I should hang out with my friends on top over God. You know, stuff like that. And so we gotta, you know, we can't rationalize the faith. We really can't because then we lose grace. We lose a lot of things, benefits that we get from God. Okay. So moving on. So. So how about toxic masculinity, though? You know, how is this a diversion? How is toxic masculinity a diversion? Um, basically, we have to realize that Satan has taken over much of the country using what is called diabolical narcissism, which basically means demonic influence. So people are completely selfish, which basically what narcissism means. They're completely selfish. They're diabolical about it, which means they have allowed d- demonic oppression which you know demons there are three ways that demons um that there are three ways that demons can influence us obsession uh possession and oppression so oppression is the one where demons are allowed to influence our thoughts whisper in our ears and influence us like that our relationships our money our marriages our kids and stuff like that our jobs um and stuff like that and so that and they become so when you put narcissists behind it, that basically means they are completely influenced by the demonic and they are completely selfish, which means they only care about themselves. Ultimately, the whole, their whole life is really about them. But of course, they will die to the world saying that no, I'm not selfish. But anybody that has to say they're selfish, guess what? Anybody has to say they're not selfish, guess what? They are selfish. It's just like anybody that has to say, I'm Honest Bill's. Car, a uh, used cars. If you gotta say you're honest, then basically you're not honest. <laughs> so, um, so that is that is a good thing. So basically, we have to realize that Satan has taken over much of the country using diabolical narcissism and feminism, as well as anything that practices or displays true and authentic masculinity. Anything masculine is immediately crushed and beat down and looked upon as harmful, hurtful, dangerous, and must be gotten rid of. Look at NFL football. NFL football will be gone prior to 20 years. It'll be gone. Dude, you know how? Because where does the NFL get their players from? The NFL gets their players from college. So where does college get their players from? From high school. Where does high school get their college from? From grade school, and where does grade school get their players from? From youth football. So I remember I was I was a football coach and um a youth football coach, and back when Peyton Manning and um you know uh, Tony Dungy were here, they would have every year they would have these camps for like all the youth football coaches and stuff. So we would go, and then Tony Dungy would give uh, talks and stuff. And the players, some of the players, but most of the coaches would give talks. Usually, the players didn't. but It was mostly the coaches because he cause he's talking to coaches. So Tony Dungy and stuff. It was really nice. We'd be out at the um on Fifty Sixth Street at the uh you know at the complex and stuff. It was really nice, man. It really was. Um, and so this had to be early two thousands or something. And Tony Dungy got up there and said that we are losing players to soccer. So what we have to do is we have to really start showing people that football is is not as dangerous as soccer and that people get hurt in soccer just like they get hurt in football. Um, But it doesn't matter. They're going to get rid of soccer too. You know why? Because it's a contact sport. Women can't take it. They'll get rid of it just like the NFL. And so my point of it is, a few, you know, as I we talked to Tony Dungy, every year after that, I would go and coach, and every year where there'd be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of boys out there playing football where I was, it went down. Uh, next year, it went down. It went down. It went down to the point was the coaches, we would have to go out and form our own teams as youth football coaches because the kids weren't coming to sign up no more. That's how bad it has. now, And I'm telling you, that was like seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. So, guess I can't even tell you what it is like now. That's why I want to start trying to coach high school football because I got tired of trying to recruit people all the time because it's hard. Because mothers without daddies around do not want their kids playing football unless – now, black mothers are different. Black mothers are different, a little bit different, a lot different. And what I mean is black mothers – they live in a certain you know they, if they're in a certain type of neighborhood, I take that back a lot of black mothers, even if they're middle class they and in in lower middle class and 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 not you know uh or in a poor neighborhood or something, they realize that they need a man around that their boys need a man around so what they will do is what they will do is they will fire football coaches and basketball coaches and you know. You know, you know, baseball coaches and those, those, and they what they would do is bring them to practice. They would, they would make sure their kids that practice every single day. <laughs> they would talk to you. They would be just. Dis- they would be respectful to you. This is where black women are different. It, that like when you a lot of people got a a bad thing about black women, and a lot of it's warranted. But I was a coach. I coached a lot of years, twenty years or so, and I saw uh, when women, black women, ain't stupid. <laughs> You know, they might, and they're really in the, and they've been hurt. They're just like any other woman. They get hurt and they start acting crazy. That's why you see women out in society. They're very uh, boisterous. They were, they were confront men because they're hurt. That's just normal stuff that you got to understand. But when it comes to their sons, what they will do is if they don't have a man in the home, what they will do is they will, go take that boy and put him in a sports and then allow that coach to kind of be the boy's mentor because that woman knows that, listen, I've, I, have i have not, a, they know that I am not a, a man. And that I have to, um, they know that I'm not a man and that I have to get men around my boy so that to teach him somewhat of how to be a man. So that mother, what she would do, is she will make make her, make her him come to practice, make him come to the games, make him do, you know, she, she'll put the money up, she'll do whatever it takes. And most of the time, a lot of time, that pays off for them. That, that's why you see athletes, professional athletes and, and college athletes, first thing they do, they think they mother. But the second one they think is who? They think they coach. You know, that's why being a man is so important out here. You know, it's being a man is very, very important, and we have to understand that. Um, so that being said, now, like I said, NFL will be gone probably in 20 years or so, or it be, it'll be highly diminished, you know. Or anything to do with, think about it, anything has to do with contact, like hockey, basketball, baseball, martial arts, or when a man tries to stand up and logically defend himself or get respect, he is effectively silenced of feminism and the new matriarchy society so basically feminine we all know if you you have to admit it but women run the society now they do they run the society men has basically has basically given over our power because men stood up there's no way women could be presidents and be working all this stuff and do all this stuff men have basically given over their uh this women has basically given over, a men have basically given over their power to women. We have loaned it to them. And so this is why you have what you have. But women, they don't like their babies getting hurt. So many women, what they will do is any contact sport, as soon as they, they son gets hurt or has the potential to get hurt, they shut it down. But see, they don't understand that a broken bone is how a man, a boy becomes a man. He understands how to take that pain. He understands how to suffer and sacrifice. But if you don't let him go out there and, and, uh, understand, and, to, and learn how to take a punch or learn how to get knocked down and get back up, you are doing him an injustice as a mother. You really are. You really are. Just like as, just like women these days don't teach their daughters how to be ladies. They don't. They don't know how to cook. They don't know how to serve the man. They don't even, really, they don't even know how to serve their children. They really don't because it's all about them. It's all about them. They can't cook. They, they don't know how to set a table. They don't know how to make, they don't can boil water. You know, and then they want the man to do everything. And man, we don't mind doing everything. We know that's our job, but we want you to do your part too a little bit. <laughs> you know, help a little bit. At least cook me a hamburger or a piece of fried chicken. I <laughs> mean, come on, you know. At least, you know, get my house right, Get my, take care of my kids. You want me to do my stuff, but you got stuff to do too. But you guys, you hear me talk about it like that. I like that's how you hear me say, it. I know women have problems too. I know that. But women will do, women are naturally like as the garden when Eve ate the apple. What happened was women, women started having this unailed this this big desire to serve their men, to be ordered towards marriage. And so, but what happened has happened is you can beat that out of women. The feminazis feminism has beat, communism has beat that out of women. So they look at it like this. That's why I tell you, man, you can't run your home or participate in your home or be not present in your home like you used to could be back in the day. You just can't because women have too many outlets. They got other divorced women. They got parents that are divorced too. They got parents that are married, but they, they'll tell them, look, just go ahead and leave him. They got single friends that want to take him out to, to you know, take him out to to, to Florida somewhere, to the Bahamas, or to Jamaica, without their husbands. It, you know, they, they'll they say, move move, and leave your husband and go and take your husband, you know, and leave leave your husband and take the kids and get your own apartment. People really tell your wife this stuff. I don't care if your wife is happy or not. Women say that stuff all the time to other women. You know why? Because they miserable too. They miserable too. So they want your wife to be miserable. So they're going to try to get your wife, your your good, loving, sweet wife, they're going to try to get her to be like them. And this is why you men have to stand up and listen to what is going on in your home. Okay? So next, that being said, and most men have just become too comfortable in this new, weak, and pleasure-seeking world we've been thrusting into. A lot of this is our fault, but a lot of it's not our fault. Like I said, most of us aren't taught how to be a man. And so when our wives start acting out, we don't know how to fix it. So what do we do? We get mad. We get frustrated. We rebel. We, we avoid it. We don't want to talk about it. Because, look, I'm trying to do the best I can, woman, and if you can't be happy, that's on you. But see, that's the problem. We don't we're taught as men today to just like if we can't solve a problem, forget it. Well, with your marriage, you can't do that. You can't do that with your marriage. Why? Because you got kids and you got God to consider, you know, and you have to understand that. And so what you got to do is you got to understand that um, that your wife has a lot of outlets and she does not want to do these things, but she is influenced, right, demonically, okay? So we men have basically given our power over to the emotional, which means women run the country, like I said, it has now become a chili bowl of emotion, slobbery, angry, unintellectual feelings that can't be combated. Why? Because I just can't help how I feel, right? You got to understand women... Women, they don't really want to think logically. They know they should, but they can't help it. They, The feeling, the, the curse of Eve is just in there on them, and they can't help but be emotional. My wife is probably the most logical woman I know, and she's emotional as hell. But she's very logical. because she. But, but my wife makes a concerted effort to be very logical. I don't know why. I, maybe it's because of me. I don't know. I doubt it. She's very smart without me. But what I'm saying is, she makes a very. I, my wife is one of the. That's probably one. And I told her too. One of the main reasons I married my wife is because when we would talk, she would always look at herself. She wasn't like most women. Like, if 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 we would start talking and things were not going right, she would ask herself, "Well, what am I doing? How can I fix this?" Most people ain't like that. My wife is a very special person in that kind of in that kind of subject, in that kind of thing. You know. So, but that being said, most women and including my wife, they really believe I can't help how I feel. Like I feel like I feel and that's how I am and I can't help it. I can't make myself love you. I can't make myself want to be with you. I can't make myself want to have sex with you. I can't do it. That's just how they think. And so when the emotional connection is gone, they really get hardcore on you. Like, then they go, I want a divorce. I want to be with you. I want to be away from you. I don't want to talk to you. Get away from my kids and get away from me. Okay? That's how they are. So that's what I mean that the society is run by women. When I say that, it's run by emotion. Because men have decided to regress, have decided to put ourselves in our man case and can't kind of let women just run things. You don't believe me? Look at the Catholic church. Look at it. Look at the Protestant churches. Look at them. 90% of the churches, maybe a little less, all run by women. They are. And that's why men don't go. Men don't go to church. If you're a pastor, hear what I'm saying. If you're a pastor right now, if you're a priest, if you're a pastor at a Methodist church, whatever, this is why you have no men in your church, because you talk about emotions too much. I don't care if, if a man is a weak man. He does not want to sit there an hour, two hours, three hours every Sunday hearing about emotion stuff. He really don't. Men want, to, men want them to have a purpose to come to church. Now, in the Catholic Church, if a man is going to church every Sunday, most men know in the Catholic Church that I don't go for the priest. I don't go... I go for the Eucharist, right? I need that Eucharist to get that grace to do what I got to do during the week. But even those men, they don't want to sit, they will, they will, they will go to another, they will they will go to another church where the pastor preaches at least somewhat okay. If it comes down to I'm thinking about not going to church, then he'll just switch churches. And and so what I'm saying to you is men don't want to sit in front. In the, in the church, and all they hear is emotional stuff all the time. Because men, instinctually given by God and Adam, our first father, we don't roll like that. We don't roll like that. So that's why your churches are empty, pastors. That's why they're empty um, of men, anyway. Women, they gonna come because that's how they are. Men, though, th- see if if pastors would preach the way they're supposed to all the time, then women really could, women could get their husbands to come to church. And then guess what? It's 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 like a it's like a a, a a roller coaster, right? The pastor preaches like he's supposed to about what death, judgment, heaven, and hell. He's fruitful, right? Basically, he's fruitful. Th- that's all men are saying: "Give me the true word of God." That's all I really want, because th- that then the Holy Spirit will do the rest. Most men know that. Even atheists just give me a reason, give me a mission, and I will come to church every single Sunday if that's what I'm supposed to do. We will. We will. And so then what will happen is, here's the thing. His has a roller coaster, right? It's like a snowball. Once the man comes to church, then the wife will be definitely be there every week. So guess what? You got a wife and a husband, and they're giving money to your church. It's better for the wife and the husband to agree to give money to the church than just the wife trying to get money out of a tournament. <laughs> Because he don't see no sense in giving my money to a a, a cause that that, that I'm not into, right? So then you get the wife and the husband come to church. You get the husband coming, then the wife come, they come to church every Sunday. Guess what? I don't care if it's a Catholic church, Protestant church, whatever. Then they come, and then guess what? The kids are there. The kids are there every Sunday. So then the kids understand about Christ and Jesus and and, and the Holy Spirit and, and, and all that. But here's the beauty, beauty, beauty of it. When the father goes to church every Sunday and he's a Catholic, Orthodox Catholic, Christian, whatever, then what will happen is the kids, when they're 18 and above, they will stay in the church. They will stay in the church. If daddy don't go and just mama goes, don't nobody stay as a Catholic. They don't. They don't stay a Christian. Or they ain't active. They don't act right. They go whenever they, you know, Eastern, you know, Eastern church. And, uh, what is it? Eastern Christmas. That's what they do. And so, but I think that pastors have just gotten away from, you know, it's easy not to be on either, not not to choose a side. It's easy to stay in the middle, try to stay in the middle because I want to offend nobody. Well, the thing about it is when you do that, you lose, you lose all the blessings and grace and all the fruit that you could be getting. Like right now, no matter what church, everybody, every pastor, every, even the Catholic faith, they all cry about money, all cry about money. I need, mean, especially Protestants in the Catholic faith, is generation to generation of generations of money. The Catholic faith doesn't really focus on money because they know they just put the basket out there, people are gonna give because, especially because we know in the Catholic faith, we know that that's just what you do. You just, you know, every month you give your money, you don't cry about it, you don't whine about it, that's just what you do. In the Protestants, they do it too, but it's a little different. The motivation is different, like Protestant, Protestant preachers know well, I got to keep my church going. So I got to get as much money as I can so I can pay all these bills and pay myself and and, and whatever I got to do. It's a little different, but it's still the same thing. It's still the same thing. We you know, we got to understand that money is important and we got to get that. You know, we do we got to do. But that being said, uh, going back to my point that men will not go to church if they don't see a sense in it. And so one of the things that I was going to say is people always crying about money in their church, but we've killed how many millions of babies since 1972? (laughs) Do I have to go any farther? We've killed all the, we've killed pastors. We kind of killed all your, all your, all your parishioners, just so you know, we killed them all. 72, I mean, millions and millions of them. So we have no right to sit here and cry about money because we, we, we allow, we have a legalized abortion in this country and in every state. And so it doesn't matter what nationality you are, black, white, Mexican, Korean, it doesn't matter. Everybody has millions and millions of babies that's been killed. So that's why our Catholic schools are empty. That's why our Christian schools are empty. And when I say empty, they're a smidgen of what they should be. They're a smidgen of what they should be. There should be thousands of kids, thousands of kids in Catholic school, in a high school, thousands of kids in a Christian school. There should be thousands of them, not hundreds, but they're all dead. And so that's kind of how we do. That's the consequences of us men not standing up and, and, and allowing women to be emotional because women, what do they do? Women will kill your baby if they think you don't love them. That's why abortion is so prominent, so prominent. That's the power you got as a man. People don't want to admit it, but it's the truth. How many women just talk? Just talk to. I'm. I'm gonna have my friend um, Eric Slaughter on. He has. He wrote a book on abortion and stuff, and he'll tell you. He'll tell you. <laughs> he's. He's on the front lines of this stuff of abortion, and he'll tell you. How many women he didn't talk to where, well, he knows that the dude ain't around or the dude paid for it. And when the, when the girl knows that, um, that when the girl knows that she's not loved and she knows it, cause here's how she, here's how she knows. Hey baby, I'm pregnant. You pregnant? What the heck is that? Girl, we got to get rid of that. Oh, oh. And then you will catch yourself. Catch oh shoot. I didn't mean to say that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Too late now. Too late now. Right? And then another thing, I talked to a guy the other day, talked to a guy the other day with the girl, 11, 12, 12 years or something like 11, 12 years. Didn't marry her. She said, enough of that. Enough of that. (laughs) You know what she did? She said, I don't want to marry you no more. You ain't husband material. You ain't husband material. Women ain't stupid. Once they catch on, brother, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Please understand that. So this is kind of what's going on the, the a lot of the problem stems from men just don't understand their power as men. We really when I say power as a man, we really don't understand our, our the effects of when we do something, how influential we are in society. We think we got to have money and fame and we got to be this great athlete to get influence. That is so far from the truth. Then guess what? So we look at St. Joseph St. Joseph, the holy, the holy of the holy family, Jesus' father, uh, Jesus, Joseph, and Mary. That's all you, the holy family. The dude never said one word in scripture. But what did he do? He got off his butt and saved Jesus Christ, didn't he? He saved his family. And he is one of the most prominent men. Well, he is the most prominent man in scripture. But see, why why would God do that why would god have a man not say nothing but his actions show everything because that's what he's asking of us to do you don't have to be a james soros uh uh a gates a uh, oprah winfrey uh have that kind of money and power and influence to be a man of courage you don't to be authentic and true man you do not need that stuff because all God has asked you to do is be a hero for your wife and your children and him. That's what he's asking. That is how you get to heaven, man. Not trying to go out and be uh, Michael Jordan or be Jay-Z or be, uh, you know, heck, I don't know, you know, Luther Vandross or, <laughs> you know, whatever. Because if everybody, God does not give everybody the same gift. Why? I was told by a priest because he likes variety. Well, I don't know, but the point the point of it is, Luther Van has his gifts and you have yours. But it doesn't matter. Your primary mission is to what? Is to take care of and and serve and defend and protect your family. Okay, so so many of men have bought in this way of thinking about feelings and stuff. Why? Because it's much easier to think to do to, to do feelings. It's much easier not to pray. Not to not to give our life away through prayer and suffering sacrifice it's easy just to go and play a video game or go to go, play golf or you know or go out pleasure with our buddies or go on vacation it's much much easier that's why it's called sacrifice we are not called anymore to control ourselves as Christ charges us to okay remember when you hear me talk about our mission to protect defend and serve right we we men just think all the just think all throughout the day how you as a man, because of your strength and your power as a man, you know, you might you might be uh not as strong physically as another man, but you're still strong. You're way strong, you 10 times stronger than a woman, you know. And so what happens is um we we have to understand that our we are called to control ourselves. God this thing throughout all, all the day throughout the day how many times you are you are tested on controlling your temper you are tested on controlling to do right or wrong but mainly you can you're you're tested on your emotions and your intellect like do i get mad at this do i say something do i lose my cool do i whatever because men are called we are called to control ourselves like Christ did and if you if you can't control yourself what happens is Christ sends the pain he allows the pain in your life so your life that's why guys have anger problems because they can't pass the small test So they start getting bigger and bigger tests And then they get more and more angry So their life gets worse and worse Like they hit their wife It might have been a mistake But they hit her or pushed her or grabbed her Or they hit their child Now I'm not, I'm not talking about whooping your kid Like you're know, like you're supposed to like, with a, like on his butt with a belt or something I mean, you actually put a mark on your child Or you made his mouth bleed or something Or you at work And you went off on your boss And you lost your job You know, Christ sends the allows pain in your life Until you pass the test and we we're we are supposed to control ourselves. But today, the reason why this is happening so much, and men don't control themselves like they used to, is because is because emotion has been become too much a part of our life. We must understand that the more we embrace, and men as men embrace emotion and pleasure above all, the more society falters. Just think about it. Think about it. If you are a, a product of World War Two, or uh, I think all the most of the World War One men are dead now, probably. But we'll say World War Two. Back then, men controlled themselves. They were true men. They stood up. That's why we was in World War Two because Japan was tripping and they attacked us, and we was like, "Oh no, we ain't having that," you know. And that's why we went to war on them. But if you th- you guys were born back then. They'll tell you, the the more we went through those decades up leading up to now, the softer men become, the more weak men become mentally and morally. And so that's kind of why we're having problems today. And we've allowed women, because it's easier to just go along with a woman than to sit there and try to get her to to allow you to lead, to be nice to her, to to get her to do the things where she, you know, to prove that she's, that she's, that you love her. But so we just do, we just let them do whatever they want because it's easier that way, right? Um, We must understand that men and women are really two separate parts of one complete whole. Masculinity, which is logical, and femininity, which is nurturing and emotional, are two perfections that when united become a complete and perfect whole person. For this reason, we need masculinity and we need femininity for the benefit of the whole of raising children and the society at large. But in today's society, we can't lead the way of yesteryear. We can't lead. This is where I'm this is where I'm going. This is where I'm all going. We can't lead the way of yesteryear. We can't, we can't, we can't. The reason why. Um, oh man, I lost my point see i don't want to say the wrong thing because men and women for that matter are too far gone men must come at this whole regain back our respect thing from a different angle so what i want to do is teach you how to lead your home and and get your respect back as a man with in a diff from a different angle that really and truly works. Okay. And if we don't, we will continue to be crushed and combated at every turn. A rightful place as a husband, man, and father will forever be attacked if we don't change our tactics. And the weapon I will give you is termed holy lover. What is a holy lover, you may ask? Well, I'm glad you asked grasshopper. <laughs> this is you becoming the man God created you to be and you becoming the husband your wife needs. We all know that when that when women fall in love, they will support their husband and die for him no matter what anybody says. Remember how I told you there are too many avenues for women out there? You can change all of that. I don't care what divorced woman says, when you are on your game as a man, as a husband, I don't call it what any divorced woman says, any divorced man says, any man trying to crack on your wife, I don't care what any single person says or what Satan says to your wife. She, if you on top of your game, she will tell them to get behind me, Satan. Basically is what she's going to say, which means what? I ain't listening to you, okay? So um, here her mother bear nurturing instinct will kick in to protect her husband when she knows you love her more than anything. Children will respect and love their father when the mother leads them to her husband. Look, no longer can a man just be any kind of man. You guys, you got to start understanding. You can't just be like any kind of dude like all these other dudes out here. You are special. You are a Christian soldier. You cannot be like these dudes in these movies and these dudes out here outside your doorstep or the dudes in your church. You've got to be better than that. You've got to show your wife and your children that you are just not any dude off the street. I'm your father and I am your beloved husband and you have to act like that. But how do you do that, though? See? So, look, again, like I said, you can no longer just be any kind of man. Women won't support him or love him for that. Or allow him to lead her family. He lead her and her and his family. If he is just like any other man on society, we men, in order to regain our rightful place as lovers, leaders, protectors, defenders, and servers, must become true, authentic men. Men of courage, Christian soldiers, willing to suffer and sacrifice ourselves for something greater than ourselves, and remove our egos and selfishness selfishness from the equation if we don't satan will continue to run our lives and our homes and we'll continue to flounder through this life unfulfilled and unsatisfied remember as if you've heard me say before as a man you will never be happy or unfulfilled or or satisfied as a man until you're willing to die for something until you're willing to give your life away so when i say give your life away i mean your time Your time is how you become a warrior. What do you do with your time? Is all you do is go to work, come home, eat, kick the dog, kiss the kid, hug the kid, kiss your wife and go to bed, do it again. And then when you have free time, what do you do? You go to the golf course or you go bowling or you play video games or you do all this pleasure, 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 pleasure stuff to make you feel happy. So you you have to understand if you if that's all you do you will always have a hole in your gut that cannot be filled. You'll always be it'll, it'll be pleasure will become like an addict for you. Like I gotta like you're an alcoholic or 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 a crack addict or something. I gotta have I gotta have fun. I gotta have fun. I gotta have fun. If my wife comes along, that's cool. If she don't. She don't. I don't care. I'm gonna neglect her, neglect my family, and I'm gonna go have fun as much as I can. You you we can't. We've got to learn to give our time and you give your as a man, you give your time away like through what? Through suffering, sacrifice, prayer, mass, adoration, rosaries. You give your life away, that's how you do it. That's how you do it, man. If you don't do that, you will become soft and you will become weak. You will. If you don't pray, like St. Thomas Aquinas says, if you do not pray, you will not be saved. And that's the saint talking. So that's the deal. That's the deal. So now, and like I said, we will continue to flounder through this life, unfulfilled, unsatisfied, and mere morsels of the man God put us here to become. You becoming a holy lover is a journey that will help you become a man of respect, a man of courage, and a man that no longer looks, smells, or acts as any other lazy, confused, or aimless man in our society. You become valuable and priceless. You become valuable and priceless. You become valuable and priceless. Hear what I'm saying. I got a caller. Okay, so I'm almost done. So hold on, caller. You become valuable and priceless. I said that five times because when you say something three times, that's really put the definition on it. When you say it five times, it really, really put the definition on it. (laughs) This is how you become valuable to God, your wife, your children. Listen, you become valuable and priceless. Women, wives, kids, angels, demons, and the Trinity will all view you as a man of respect, a man of courage, true man, the man God created you to be. You will, you won't see it, but they will, which is the end, which in the end is all that really matters. Bam. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern, live-streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit Marriage.com for an opportunity to work with me Personally, for free. Yes, within thirty days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit Save My Catholic dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit Save My Catholic dot com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, Save My Catholic Marriage dot com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider... Marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Let's talk about your Catholic marriage problems. Weekdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. Live streamed on the Catholic Alpha Radical Facebook page and CatholicAlpha.com. All right, all right. We are back and we have a caller and we hopefully should be out of here by 15 after. Thank you guys for everybody for showing up and listening today. Um I wanted to really get that in because it's important that we understand how to how to survive in this world today and be a man that people look up to. Believe it or not, you have the power for that. So I'm going to bring my caller on right now. Make sure I got my right scene
1: good. Everything's good. Hello. Hey, J- hey, Jerry, long-time caller, long-time listener. Hey, buddy. And, uh, how you doing? I-, I wanted to mention something to you. Um, one of the things that you made a point on was about how women are taken over. In the local um, county down here in Kentucky, in Louisville, there's 27 judicial positions, 23 of which are now occupied by women. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular point in the case I was arguing with the other attorney. Cause he was lying. I was calling him out. on not following the uh, professional code of ethics. The judge literally cowered down to the argument. And that's not something a man backs down from men stand up and they like to fight. That's just the way it is. And not having a man in that position of authority really did an injustice to the case just for that fact. But I also witnessed it with women thinking that they can do the job of a man. So even my wife was calling her daughter on, um, her birthday, which happened to coincide with Father's Day, and she said, Happy Father's Day. And it's gotten that bad that she's having to make the wish for Happy Father's Day because the uh, youngest daughter's um, father is non existent in her life. So, mm-hmm. how do you deal with the fact that society's changed so much that when you do have a man of courage and a man of faith and a man that served in the military, how do you attack that in front of? People without them thinking you're crazy because it comes off as being so zealous, they don't know how to handle it. Mhm,
0: so a lot of times so what happens is really that comes through prayer, and I know that sounds weird, man, but it really does. so you you got when you as a man learn to control yourself or we learn to control ourselves as men, we become meek, we become humble, we have patience we have discipline, those are all powerful virtues, and we're willing to, fortitude, which is willing to die for God, then we have a certain peace about us. Like, and what happens is, we will, you learn to, you just naturally learn through prayer to deal with, with, with that. And you'll, this is something, man, that took a lot of years for me to get, because I pray for those virtues all the time, and I got tested, and then I learned over time how to deal with it. Um, The main here's the thing that that that, you know, that I've taught in my program for years is that humility defeats evil every time. If you try to confront Satan straight up, what will happen is he'll beat you because he's stronger, he's faster, he's more intellectual, all that kind of stuff. So what you do is you must be like Christ. That's why people think meek, meekness is being weak. No, meekness is not. Meekness is having, is having the strength to control yourself, like we were talking about, I was talking about earlier. Believe it or not, when you control yourself and you're calm and you have a certain peace about you, people do listen. Now, they might not agree with you, but they'll hear you out. And and, and then also, man, when you in prayer— People look at you different. You have this aura about you. You really do as a man. And people see it and they get treated different. My wife says, now, my kids say it too. I don't know. And I've had I've had other men say it too about me that when I walk in the room, things change. People act different. I don't know if that's true or not because I don't care. But I, do, I just care about trying to get myself right. But my point of what I'm saying is, man, when you hear me talk about stuff like that, it, it's the truth that... When you become close, the closer you become to God, the more people look at you different. They respect you more. They'll listen to you. They'll it's just different. If 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 people see a man as this dude that can't keep control, he can't, he doesn't listen, he interrupts every time I say something, things like just like your wife, just like a wife. We, you know, they. Because people do not care about us because they know we care about them. And so that's kind of how that that's kind of how I deal with it in a more practical sense, man. I have learned also. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I've learned to listen to people and be into people and not interrupt people when they're talking. People love it when you listen to them, because all of us today feel like little people. Right. And it's not fair. We all, but we should, but we're, we're St. Joseph, but we don't realize we're St. Joseph, so we crave for people to hear us and listen to us all the time. But, man, what I'm telling you, like my dudes in my program, all, every dude to a T in my program knows I care about them because I act like I do. I listen to them. And then I really try to help them. But I just don't use it there. I use it with my wife. I use it with everybody. And I used to be like that, uh, my man. I used to be like that. I'll be one of them dudes that every time somebody talk, and I, couldn't wait to say, I couldn't wait to say my stuff. <laughs> I couldn't wait till they was done. And then I forget what they was talking about because I'm thinking about what I'm saying. And see, people, know, they notice that stuff. But it's, this book is called, and listen, I, I would suggest that you get it. It's called How to Win, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's one of the greatest books ever written on how to draw people to you to get people to know that you have their best interest at heart. And one of the things that that man said, that book is like a hundred years old or something. And the thing that man says is nobody thinks they're a bad person. Nobody thinks they're a bad person in themselves and people just want to be heard. They want you to listen to them. So if you listen to them and ask questions and then when they're done and you say what you want to say,
1: you would be surprised how people will respond to you. What do you think? Oh, I had a I had a guy um, at UTS that I was telling him about my personal um, life issues, just outwardly, and I don't know him that well. But then he just starts blurting off how he got molested as a kid and all that, and now he's he's pa- um, a pastor and a, yep. a, a pastor. Yep. And, and the reason being is I've always learned if you're very brutally honest with people and you speak the truth about your own flaws, people tend to en- open up to you immediately. That's because it's a sign of intimacy. And I have some of my friends that are not so honest and they don't play by the books and they're kind of crooked on how they do things and they say, You shouldn't share so much about yourself. And I said, How do you think I end up with all the customers and friends I do?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Because then people get to trust you, right? They start trusting you. Like one of the one of the people, man, that taught me how to listen was my wife. Believe it or not. Man, we first got together, man, and my wife you know, couldn't think kind of my when we, cause me and my wife were high, were grade school sweethearts. I don't know how what you would call it, but we met, we were like 11, 12 years old. But looking back, even back then, and then, especially when we
1: got together. She was your Valentine. That's what it was,
0: <laughs> right? And so, even dude, even when me and her like were dating, like regular stuff, we were adults and stuff. She listened. She would sit there and listen to me, and I. I and I was like, man, and I would listen to her. And I didn't know nothing about listening then, but she would listen to me. I would listen to her. And then we had this great conversation instead of me doing all the talking, right? Because I'm naturally, like you've heard before about me, say my father taught me how to ask questions and, and how people love when you ask them questions about themselves. So my wife was a great listener and I was a great question asker. So we just like naturally got along really well. And so she knew I was interested in her and I knew she was interested in me. And over the years, my wife has taught me a lot about listening. She is the great, that's why people love that woman. She was listen to you all day. <laughs> so um, you got anything else for me, man? I think that was a great point.
1: No, I'm pretty good on that. I was just, cause I'm getting ready. The only thing I was going to mention is, The accountability even goes towards women. I've got to hold the judge accountable for not following the law now, and that's the unfortunate byproduct of this.
0: Yeah. Well, you know how we talk about, you know, you gotta. Sometimes you gotta make people do the right thing for the benefit of your marriage and your, you know, you gotta make your wife do the right thing even when they don't want to, you know, because you got Jesus behind you. So, all right, bro. Thanks you. Thank you. Thank. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, man. Bye. All right. All right. So I hope that you guys, uh, everybody enjoyed the show today. Um, I was very passionate. And of course, my callers very passionate. And that's how I like it. That is how I like it. So what we're going to do is we're going to end today um, and get into because it's a little It's after we went over again. I'm so sorry. But you know what? I look at like this. I'll be here for two hours. If people call in and I get the content out, that's how I roll. So that being said, remember you are the most important thing. This is a calling show. I will stop and do whatever it takes to get to hear a caller, to help other people. And so that's how we do it. Other than that, we are going to end today with Pope Benedict the 16th and a quote from him that I love. It's in everything I do. It's in everything that I think about when it comes to the face. And as a man, and the quote states society offers you comfort but you weren't made for comfort you were made for greatness so go forth christian soldier the spiritual fight is upon you fast pray and prepare for battle thank you for listening in today If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical.